This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. everybody welcome back to the most valuable sports podcast brain worth with you and of course as always joe Nagy. joe my heart still hurts but it's just a game we can move on i was gonna say you're pretty energetic after a pretty garbage weekend for yeah i mean hey we still had some success okay we not did. everything was a complete travesty but that's true it it definitely was tough and we're gonna get into that more fair state sports report as always we'll dive into college football and what happened at east lansing on saturday as well as the nfl big news in the trade deadline for more of that make sure you stay tuned but first before we get started thanks to bulldog radio for making this possible if you want to make a podcast on campus let them know and they will hook you up to start your own podcast today about music movies culture politics sports sports whatever whatever you want want to guys we mean it whatever you want to start it do it find bulldog radio on their social media or email them at bulldog radio fsu at gmail.com and they will hook you up today for sure first fair state sports report as always starting on the grid iron can you say eight what W's a in a row? Can what you, a weekend. It was a great start. What a clinic as of you football. Will, as you will hopefully see in my Torch article recap, Hey-oh. the title, eight straight. I hope that I hope that makes short that and sweet. I short, hope and that, short and sweet. Exactly. I, hope I don't that know. Makes you might get you might get you might get it cut. I don't know. I hope not. Stack I doesn't think like that's pretty many. good, but Stack I, doesn't like too many titles all the time. I don't know, but it's a perfect description. We that's won eight true. straight games. It was not pretty. We didn't say that. The end. The ending wasn't too pretty. We yeah. still played. We still played solid. I mean, we started out a little bit slow, which usually is what happens. And then second quarter, we started to pick it up. And then third, we started to dominate a little bit more. But one thing I do wish we would do a little bit better is against these teams who we should be able to beat by, you know, 30, even 40 points. I mean, we should have been able to beat Northern Michigan by, you know, it should have been 44 to 10. But we ended up letting up two scores in the in the second, or second, well, second half, but in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, 44-24, it's a good score. I mean, beating them by 20 against a team that, you know, just barely lost to Grand Valley last weekend kind of sends a message that, you know, we're for real. I mean, we always have been for real, but, you know, Grand Valley's fraudulent at that point, you know. But, I, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just a, <laughs> fraudulent it's just, alert. It's just a, a game where it's a reminder that we have to finish strong. We still have stuff to work on. But I really like it, especially since we're going to the last two games of the season, especially going into Davenport for the second time, or going to be taking on Davenport for the second time this upcoming weekend. So all good things. Yeah, and I mean, we started off this game as well as you could start it. I mean, we started the play 14-yard pass, 19-yard run, 11-yard run, 14-yard run, 8-yard run, 7-yard run, 8-yard run. We kept on doing the same exact play, and they it, could not stop. It was so wonderful. They were We had we had pretty much schemed them perfectly up front, and we gave them some fits. We Tyler Miner was fantastic in this game. I believe he ended up officially in the score column with 120 yards. He was mm. not in the end zone. That was Bernhardt's job. He got it done near the goal line. He had the three touchdowns along with 163 yards. I mean, that alone just shows you how well this game was in the trenches for us. 
We did a great job blocking for our running core, and they did a great job of racking up yards left and right. I mean, they were fantastic in that area, and we did a, we did a great job of that. We didn't really have to throw the football. Um, ball security was really a big, a little bit of a big issue in this one. Not as bad as Saginaw Valley, but um, as Coach Anise said, one of the worst since that game. We had two fumbles from Bernhardt. Um, we had an interception um, that was a great read by their um, by one of their DBs. I can't remember the name off the top yeah. of my head, but that um, one that one I could tell. I was sitting in the in the student section. You it, could tell it, as soon as the ball, as as soon as you saw the ball snapped, hit, uh, Jared's head just went right toward. I forget mm-hmm. who he was. Think was it Xavier Wade? That I he think was it was. For? It was looking for on. It was on his. It was on, on his right a, side. Um, it, was it was on, on a, a curl. Yeah, curl on the middle up. of the field. And as Brady as, Hansen was the one that yeah. came up. I just checked it. Brady Hansen came up pretty much kind of from the safety spot, came up, snuck in front as Bernhardt released little, the ball little, and snatched little it. Little slithery snake. Yeah, yeah but slithery he, you could snake. tell he was going to that spot the whole time. And his, when he cocked it back, that's when uh, Brady, right, you just said? Yep. He just jumped on it and was able to get it. And that's the one thing, too, that is – that he that Jared definitely has to work on, I think, is the, just the ball security. It's not you know something that happens all the time, but the two times he did fumble it, he was running with the ball to his side, and he didn't bring the ball up until he was about to get hit. Mm. And that was the thing is like you don't really have a very solid uh, grip on the ball, and then as soon as he got hit, it just shot out. And that's the one thing that he's got to work on this upcoming week because Davenport, we did beat them thirty-eight to zero, but they're not going to be a slouch of a team that we can just walk all over there. I mean, they've had almost a whole season under their belt to prepare and get get better, so. It's one thing that I'm definitely looking forward to is just seeing, you know, what our approach is. I do wish uh, against Northern that we gave Malik a couple more touches. I think instead of just putting him at the end, we could have really va- had a valued uh, a valued performance from him, like in the second quarter, kind of sprinkling him in a little bit more. I mean, we didn't have Ty Reese, which is the main receiver, so that's kind of the tough part because, you know, you don't have a guy who can go up and, you know, just jump out of the building and be able to get up those and get those balls that not a lot of other people do. I'm not saying that like Xavier Wade and all of our other receivers aren't adequate to that, but just losing uh, one of your you know your number one receiver is going to be a tough spot. But I think if we gave Malik a little bit more touches, I mean, get Evan in there too, kind of work out because we really haven't seen our three quarterback system that we were running last year a lot more. But I mean, when you have Jared Bernhardt who can. You know his lat- his lateral movement is do just insane and can do it all. It's kind of tough, but that's the one thing. As a fan and as someone who like is hoping for us to really go far, that's the best thing that I think we could do is get Malik in there, get Evan a couple more touches. I mean, just ever since the start of the season when or when Jared's been returning, we really haven't seen those guys hit the field. Yeah, and I mean it's it's kind of understandable in the aspect of it's really. Hot, give it to the hot hand and I mean yeah. Jared's been playing so well it's really hard to take the ball out of his hands so you can understand that but yeah I can see where your point is I mean yeah. getting Malik and Evan touches at the end of the game certainly helped but maybe you do it a little bit earlier but yeah, at the point of the game um, I mean, especially in the the second half. I mean, Northern obviously started off really hot with that first interception on their first defensive possession, um, and then after that, it seemed like we got it rolling back a little bit again. Had a couple more scores, um, and then it just kind of got a little bit chippy. And that was when the flag started flying. We had six 15-yard penalties. I believe four of them were on sportsmanlike conducts on two drives, including four of them on a single drive. Yes, we gave them 60 yards in penalty yardage, and I'm, we're mm-hmm. not saying that it was um, our guys fault we're not saying it's the officials fault that's just how the game went and I mean you can pick the sides all you want and 
that like that gifted Northern one of their touchdowns in garbage time, and because I mean it's hard when you get the ball to twenty five and you give up sixty yards. Yeah, that puts them in pretty darn good field position, and they were able to capitalize on that. So uh, I mean, even Coach Anise got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. It was really weird how they were calling that, and I'm sure our guys were confident, and they were certainly letting Northern know we were confident mm-hmm. and we're those dogs, which. You can kind of understand because at the point of the game, it was pretty much, I believe, 44 to 17 or somewhere around that ballpark where we were up multiple scores. We got second string in. We were, we were literally pulling five linemen at a time. We were pulling first and second man shifts on and off the field. We were doing a bunch of different stuff. The game was basically over at that point. We all knew it. Northern was just trying to get their last gas in. But at the end of the day, like we're seeing a lot of this, a lot of this stuff coming into the season of where how do we are we going to respond to adversity and we've done a great job of that i mean we mentioned earlier the grand valley game on the those key backed up against the wall yeah. possessions and i mean we saw a couple we saw one um yesterday where they or sorry saturday where they stopped them on fourth down and they're a good quarterback sneak team that was one yeah. thing that i noticed they were really good at the quarterback sneak they really practiced that a lot and and it was something that they utilized and we stopped them on one key fourth down we ended up scoring on that drive i believe and I mean, when you go back, I guess going back to your point on the the receiving core, I thought Sai was going to get some more time in this game. Yeah, like, I did due, too. Due to Tyrese's injury, he was he did not get a single target. And I don't know if that necessarily if he's coming straight to the full time kicking spot, if like that's going to be his role the rest of the season. I don't know. That's something that I was going to be watching going into this game. Uh, Brandon Childress, uh, C.J. Jefferson got touches, and yes, if you read the box score correctly that was true Evan Cummins did get a catch it was wild it was a weird play <laughs> where they tried to quarterback play and it was pretty much Bernhardt running running wild and Evan was the closest guy to him to get the football for three yards so um, yes he did actually get a catch that is not a glitch I saw it with my own two eyes but at the end of the day the ball security and the the ability to keep your foot on the gas without necessarily losing focus is really the two parts of the game that if we don't capitalize on, that's what's knocked us out of playoff games. That's, that's those what, that's two how things we, right there. That's how we lost against West Florida two years ago. Exactly. We, those are the we two things. The, if we the, can stay locked in from snap to final whistle, this team is number one in the nation for a reason. That is yeah. exactly why we're in that spot. Those are the two things that have prohibited us. Ball security. I mean, Bernard had the two fumbles. And, I mean, both of them were on, like, bad like I wouldn't say necessarily like bad timed I mean the first one Bernhardt broke four tackles and the time he was getting out for more yards on the fifth one ball popped out on the tackle that that it was just happened like that it was a great play and then the end of it just turned for the worst and then the other one um he was getting swamped up heavily by a couple guys and he just dropped it Mm -hmm. Uh, but I it was a tough spot for him there but you got to realize you got to hold on to the football I know it's I know it's tough and I know I can't have no word to saying that it's easy to hold on to the football but we're talking West Florida you just mentioned that was the story that was the difference we almost we were only down seven points at one point and we had a turnover margin I believe of plus or negative four that was you can't do that we can't do that that we would win games like that and I know that's what coach Nietzsche is preaching and that is what us as fans are preaching we see that they play good football they stay focused what are the aspirations national championship in McKinney that's what it is that's what it comes down to yeah, for sure. We jinxed Jared, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, we said if he won out or that he'd win out the uh, player of the week. 
That's why. That's why he had the fumbles. And that's why he didn't play us. Our I mean, bad. He played great, but broadcast he jinx is not real. Played, played good, but I'm he didn't play kidding. great. You know? It probably is real. I don't honestly know. It's kind of a weird. Yeah, but we thing. jinxed him. Yeah, we, we well, could have gone. Could have gone a th- Could have been batting a thousand in the yep. old play, Gleak Player of the Week. Nah, he's only batting category. Now he's, now he's yeah. only batting eight hundred. Yeah, our bad, Jared. We take we take fault on that one. My bad, big dog. We're bad. Our bad. Anyway. Got the win. Moving on to yeah. Davenport. This one actually counts for the conference one, and it's at their place, so a little bit more significant. And then we'll finish out at home at Wayne State. You can check the, all that information out at ferristablebucks.com. Um, anyway, moving over to the ice. We had a trip to Buffalo to take on Canisius Split, split, College. split. We got the split. The la- the first game was tough. We were winning late. Last five minutes, they got us. We came back. Same and thing as usual. So close. It was so it was so frustrating. The fact that they got it. I mean, we were playing so well, and I mean, we were overcoming a lot of adversity. We were really punching him back in the mouth. Just came up five minutes short. We we needed to play sixteen. We played fifty five, or sorry, fifty three technically. Yeah. Um. They scored with thirteen. They scored with thirteen minutes and nine seconds into the third period, and then sixteen minutes and two seconds into the third period, which is seven minutes left and four minutes left. Those are when the, the this two is same, goals. This is the same order. It's the same thing that happened against, uh, what was it, Western Michigan. Same order. They scored first. We battled back 2-1, let up an er, early goal in the second, come back early in the third, stalemate the whole time, and then we just let it up at the end. Yeah. That's like, I don't know, that's like the one thing, if we do lose, it's going to be like that. But, you know, we were able to battle back. That's a good thing is we were able to come out, be able to beat them at their home ice, I mean, that's not easy to do. And, I don't know, it was Roney too. Roney got to start second game, got the W. Love to see it, giving Logan a little bit of a break. So with that that's the one thing, too, is like now we can see like when need be, when we need to get on our guys to step up and, you know, play the game of hockey when they're called on, that's going to be good for, you know, when we are later in the season, you got guys who are a little bit more injury-prone, guys who just need a break, or maybe the healthy scratch, or they're going to be on the healthy scratch list or something like that. You just like to see that Roni's able to get in. You're able to like to see that, you know, the young guys too. I mean, Bradley Merrick got Rookie of the Week for the CCHA. So yeah, it's very well deserved. It's looking up, but it's going to be tough this weekend. Yeah, I, it is going to be tough this weekend. And I mean, the biggest thing that I saw coming over um, really was two things from this game. One of the big ones was we won the face-off battle. That was huge. I mean, yes. they got us on Friday. I believe it was, uh, I think, somewhere around the ballpark of 29 to 36, I think is the, I think is the numbers. And then we ended up coming back the second uh, second day and got them 36 to 24 on face-offs. That's a huge... It doesn't seem like face-offs are that important because really it's just a 50-50 scrum to take the puck for the first minute that it comes. Those are important. Like getting face-offs really gives your team confidence of, yeah, we're going to control the puck. We're going to make things happen ourselves. We're going to control this game. We're going to take command and we're going to play this game our way. We can really ease out the time. We can start getting aggressive. We can be conservative, hold the puck, get quality chances over quantity. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's something that we did in the second game. And we really locked it down defensively in the third period. They scored on us early. It looked like deja vu all over again on the power play. And then we Liam McDougal, Captain Doog, got it done he, with six minutes. Two on the day, too. Yeah, absolutely fantastic when his second goal. And then Dallas Tulik put in an empty netter to seal the deal. and up winning that one four to two. But it was fantastic. I think that that really shows 
the grittiness of our team. I mean, we got beat on the power play in that. That was one of the things that we were talking about last week on the show was how are we going to respond on the power play? Um, we did pretty well overall. I mean, not as great as we would have liked to. Um, I think we were overall, uh, I would find it can add correctly, which I haven't taken math in like four years, but I think it would be three of 11. Canisius was on the power play. We were one for six, not great, but still. We had the opportunities. They had the shots early in game one, kind of flipped the script in game two, and we got the better end of that deal. And it really showed. We played better hockey, and we really made it our game, more of a controlled game, played at our tempo on that Saturday doubleheader. And that's why we come out on top. Yeah, for Simple sure. Simple as that. And the good thing about it, the you know, the guys are going to be able to come back and be able to experience the locker room. For the first, I mean, I, I don't think the first time, but you know, before a game, they're going to be able to put those those mood lights on that are in there, those really cool, uh, you know, red lights, and you're going to be able to kind of experience like an actual game day, you know, a real real deal locker room, which is going to be really cool for them. Ooh, it's going to be it's going to be pretty. I mean, I've I've gotten a chance to see what it looks like. I know the guy sitting across from me has already been in there. Cheeky, how did it look? Looks pretty sick. I'm uh, not gonna lie. It's actually really cool. I'm really jealous. It's a lot. It's a lot nicer than what it used to be. I can believe they that. The so like they added a little like they added uh, the length a little bit. They kind of added like some spacers in the lockers so that I mean you can look it up on uh basically you can look up on everything college hockey has posted about it. Ferris hockey has posted about it. And I mean I think Ferris Athletics posted about it too. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of get the pictures, but. They added some like spacers so that way it's kind of more of like a fitted area for uh you know the locker room and they added some uh, lights under the seats so it kind of shoots out a little bit so that way you don't have to have those harsh uh you know LED or those harsh lights from the ceiling and then they have these kind these cool red LEDs that are like across the across the top that kind of shine out on top of the it's a really cool bulldog too that like is. Uh, a light basically mm-hmm. so yeah if you haven't checked it out go to Ferris Hockey and you'll be able to see it it's pretty sweet the floor wasn't done on the pictures but that is going to be the next thing that's done because I know because my ADD OCD acted yeah. up when the bulldog is facing the well, wrong and direction and also that bulldog is like faded it's yeah. like basically it's just a, a yellow blob it's it's kind of gross and it's it needs not, to be replaced yeah. I, so. stu- I stood next to it and I was like dude this thing this thing's this, old this, ain't it. this thing's this old ain't as dirt do you, know what they're doing? Dirt. do you know what they're doing for the floor they no. like wood, or they just read carpet. I don't know, it? actually. I feel like it'll be some sort of like vinyl carpet thing. No, we maybe. can ask somebody. I don't know. We, we know, know enough. We know, we know enough people. We know some guys. We can that ask could, some people we could, that we could find out. But it will be replaced. So if you had the same observation that I do, no, <laughs> that floor is leaving. So don't worry. I've asked multiple people, including Harrison Watt, the man, the myth, the legend himself, and he said that carpet is not staying. And I said, okay, that's cool because then it'll fit it better. But great yeah. weekend. Got the split. Roni got a winning goal. Yes, one sir. Of, one of the fans of the show. Um, so he got the goal in the second, or got the win, I should say, in goal the second game. You got something to add? I just want to say something about Harrison real quick. Shout out to you, Harrison, for the Ferris TikTok page because there's some absolutely, I want to say ruthless. <laughs> there is not, it's not ruthless, but there's some pretty solid clapbacks that he has in the comments that make okay. me chuckle. So that's all I'm going to say. There you go. Go up, go shoot, or go shoot, go view the Ferris Hockey TikTok page. I don't follow TikTok personally. That's not. That's there's not some pretty, my There's some pretty funny responses. There's some good there. clapbacks. Okay, yay! Go check it out. I guess there's our there's our automated plug, plug. for this segment. Shameless so. plug. But we'll be in action. Tough one coming this weekend. We're gonna take on the number yeah, three. Number three, Minnesota number three State team, Mavericks. Minnesota State. They're a toughie. Gonna be facing the best 
goaltender in college hockey, Dryden McKay, which yep. we put four up on him last we time. Put four up on Got him last spot, time. We saw. Okay, he's going to be coming off a be coming off a big big performance. Seven zero victory broke the record for most shutouts. Uh, he did for a career in uh, NCAA hockey. So that's going to be a tough one, but I think we'll be able to play pretty well coming off a big win against Canisius. Hopefully, we can pretty, uh, perform pretty all right because then we got what Michigan State the week after. So fun stuff. Two tough teams coming on the schedule. Hey, any day, any place, any time. Okay, anything, Zach, okay, anything Zach can happen. Wilson. I knew you were going to say that. Hey, he's not needed anymore for the Jets. We'll true. get into we'll talk that, about that in a minute. Uh, anyway, going over into soccer, me and Joe were at this game. Tough one. Tough. I will tell you this right now. That I'm, was a tough one to write I about. I don't care what anybody says. 1-0 score is cursed on this team. I don't care. It is just weird. I said it. One on well Wednesday or Monday. Somebody has somebody has to or Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah. One of the two shows. Somebody some one of the fans that you're listening to right now. Go fact check me on whenever I said this and and tell me the time mark. Or I mean I can obviously look it up later. But I said it last week. We'll be fine as long as what doesn't happen, Joe. They score first. 1-0. Well, I guess one zero. One zero, and that's exactly what happened on Friday. I don't know how to just. Well, it's the same thing. So like, dumb. It's the same thing it. that happened against Michigan Tech and Finley. Like, we were getting shots. We were ripping shots on goal. Like, they are actually quality. Like, and we just couldn't get it past any. Like, oh, especially, wait, yeah, you were there. You were the ball runner, right? I was ball running for that game, yep. Oh, I had to film. Hated that. Yeah, Anyways, you were up in the rain, Harrison, rain. Harrison, if you're listening, I don't want to film anymore. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, rain. That was the worst. Yeah, it's, hand not, was getting it's cold. never fun filming in I rain. I put a trash bag over the camera so that way it doesn't it's not get fun. wet. Not a great time. The lens was getting all rained on, so I had to keep wiping it off. I couldn't see the ball in the lens. Yeah, sorry to everybody that was trying to watch the live stream. That was that was a I heard just I a split mess. the time. I've split the time with somebody else, so it's not 100 percent my fault. But anyways, oh. rig- <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I'm not gonna call. I'm not gonna call it out. But <laughs> yeah, rain up. He knows anyways, who he is. Anyway, anyways, go ahead. Continuing, uh, like. That last, like, flurry of shots that we had at the end where we had, I think it was, what, like, three or four? Uh, I don't know. That one was just, like, I think we tried to just pound it in the net rather than, like, placement. Because that's the one thing that I've been noticing, especially, like, last game and this game, or I guess the Michigan Tech game and then this Northwood game this past Friday. Like, a lot of our shots were more power. Like, they were kind of at the center of the net rather than kind of finesse and being able to put around. Because, I mean, Grace Rage had a couple of opportunities, but she kind of just hit it right at uh, Northwood's goaltender. And, I mean, at the end, we just kind of didn't really take our time. It was more just like we need to put it in right now rather than, like, actually a quality shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, w- it was tough. And I know the one thing that I would love to see from this team is we have so much talent to be able to – be able to make things out of nothing and there's a lot of times we've been able to do that yeah and we've been able to find those chances especially on the counterattacks. we're able to take it with numbers we're doing we're so great at that and we didn't have a lot of those opportunities yesterday Northwood did a great job of really holding strong on the back line they didn't sure. give us many chances to flip over the top and run outrun them and the really the biggest thing that I just would love to see more than anything is being able to execute set pieces. I, knew I you're want say that it. so bad. I you knew know how it. much I want to see this. I mean, we had so many chances. And like corner we had kicks, so many we, cha- had we had stuff. six corner kicks. I can remember at least three free kicks. For sure. And we just never got a really a true ten or I think we made it got one legitimate 
chance to put it in the net that off of a set piece. Other than that, they weren't as good. And I know this team is better than that. And we've seen that they're better than that. And we just need, I just want to see that so bad because that takes this team from great to next level great. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't realize how important set pieces are in the game of soccer. They're huge. Being able to actually set up a play be able to use analytics, being able to use everything that you've learned from the book, and being able to use your players in the best way to put them in a position to score, it's a free chance yeah. to be able to make something like that happen. And For sure. Just not, it's like a free throw. I mean, yeah. it's not that easy, but you it's know not what that, I'm saying. Yeah, it's, but, it's like the only equivalent, really. Yeah, it's it's really the only thing I could think of as far as that goes. But, I mean, there's it's it's a chance that you can set something up, you know that it's, it's going to be your best opportunity to score, and especially against a team that, like, they're not necessarily the best defensive team. They played great yesterday, or they played great on Friday. Don't get me wrong. They yeah. did a great job. But, like, they're not necessarily the best defending team that we saw. I could name at least two, Michigan Tech and Grand Valley's better defending teams off yes. the top of my head. But they did a great job on set pieces from preventing us to score. Yeah. So I just want to see that so bad. I have no, I idea, have no idea how bad. Yeah, Brandon, what he wants. You just want to see a, a good little see a performance. Set piece goal. You know? Okay, they're so beautiful. Okay. That's, the, that's the one thing, too, that, like, I've noticed is, like, our passing, especially uh, last weekend, was not the best. Like, yeah. there's a lot of times where, like I said, we didn't really have the finesse. Like, we either overshot or just kind of undershot. And, you know, you can kind of blame that on the rain with how that affects kind of like the ball flight and yeah, how it lands and stuff like spin. that. It skips. And, but there was a lot of times where we just didn't have the the touch. Like, there was times where, you know, a hard pass would kind of come in and skip off the ground and it would scoot off our legs and kind of go right to a Northwood player. And that's just a little simple things that they got to, that, you know, if you improve on that and pick that up, then you're going to be able to really like control the pace of play because that's the one thing or yeah you'll be able to control the pace of play because once a touch is there then you know you're gonna have the confidence to really make a good play but our passage were just a little bit too errant our touch wasn't there and you know our shots just weren't really falling so yeah you have days like that and coach henson said like we got to move forward from it's this a, yeah we unfortunate, get back on the that right foot. unfortunate that it's late in the season but yeah I mean, yeah. what else? What are you else going to do? You got to bounce back, right? Yeah, we're going to have two big games coming up. Got to bounce back quick too. So, um, and then we're going to go straight into playoffs. Like it's it's that fast. And I mean, we're going to be facing the as of now they clinched. I believe last weekend. Yeah, I believe they. I believe Grand, Grand Valley, Valley clinched. Yep. Grand uh, Valley and did it. We should have beat. We we could have beat them. Could have beat them. We beat them for eighty two minutes. Beat Michigan Tech should have beat Northwood. Yeah, but at the end of the day, can't do anything about it. Only thing yeah. you can do is bounce back, right? Yep. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's more. There's more of that well, where I'm coming from right yeah. now, and I it's really hurting my heart just thinking about it. We'll get there eventually, but um, their next contest will be next, or I believe it'll be coming up on Friday again. Correct? Friday at week? Davenport at 4 p.m. Thank you, Joe. At the Farmers Insurance Athletic Complex. Yes, I'd write about that for the paper. Specific. And, and then the, the following point. two days later. When nationally top-ranked Grand Valley comes, comes to, to town, comes to Bulldog Soccer Field. Yes, be there, be square. That one's gonna, gonna be a good fun one. one. That's gonna be a big one. It's I don't want to film huge. that one, but like I said, who you knows? can ball run. You want to switch? I don't want to ball run. What? It's free access to the field. You get to watch the game up close. I, I got to throw three. The press box. I got to throw three balls to Maddie Dickens for a throw-in. Also, How fun is that? tell us about that little. It wasn't your fault, but that little uh, uh, mess up at the end where. Uh, <clears throat> That's up Dar at the end. What do you mean? Oh, Daria, I know what you're Daria talking about. The ball away. Yeah, so I threw in a ball to the um, the yeah. goalkeeper, 
And she was she was looking for a different ball, and when she saw my ball, she kicked it away for the other one, but realized that was actually the ball coming in. Yeah. So classic mix up. It happens. She classic had, mix she, up. I mean, she didn't really have. You an, lost a, us the game, Brandon. No, I did not. That was definitely not <laughs> that, what no, happened. Not your it was fault. not a pivotal like no, yeah. moment of the. It was like ten minutes left. So it wasn't Maddie going for because Maddie was going for the other ball, but then she saw you. Yes, and, and I then threw you it a ball. threw it. So then she stopped going for it. Then you tossed it to Daria, and then she kicked it away. Yeah, it was weird. It was just weird because so like then, so I had girls tell me throw it to Daria, and I was like throw it to her, and I was like wait, what? But why you get mad at a ball? I'm like I, I don't know what's going. Bubble is a tough job. That's why I don't want that job. I don't want to go do bubble. Okay, here we go. Yeah, moment passed. Hate to see it. I did. I did knock out one of the flags that was like one of the most yeah, you crisp that passes. Thing. You chucked that thing and it smacked the flag. Yeah, in my defense, Joey was on the very far corner and the ball was perfectly kicked out of bounds, perfectly in between us, and Joey was still going to get the ball, so I had to just fling that thing as Fire far as boy. I could, and I hit a flag in the process, right on the perfect it's spot it. where it almost fell over. It was, it was so it was so crisp. Clean it was spot. Funny. Clean spot. But hey, it happens, you know. You just gotta bounce back. Yeah, you just gotta bounce back. <laughs> Hey, well, we'll have to have a we'll have to have for a reason, we'll baby. To ath- Put that we'll on my Insta bio. We'll Come have on, to do like flexing a, with trophies. Athletic staff post game press conference. Just talking <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, it was not my most finest performance. It was really muddy though. I w- I went. That is true. It was bad on the edges. I had to walk through some mud to it get some great. of those. But hey, what do you got to do? Got to bounce back. Exactly. Um, which. I guess transitioning volleyball hasn't really had to do very much of bouncing back at this point. Yeah, they've just been holding the throttle. I mean, complete foot on the gas pedal, Joe. Give him the two words. Anchor down, Thank baby. Thank you, sir. Grand Valley, sit down, be humble. Can't even compete. Can't even compete. Three zero sweep against Grand Valley over last weekend. That was a big win. I was a little bit nervous about that going into it as they were. Uh, near the top of the table with us and Michigan Tech in the GLIAC. But nonetheless, doesn't even matter. We go to Grand Valley State. We go dominate 3-0. Yeah, it was a little bit close near the end, but it doesn't matter. 3-0, what does that go up on the score sheet as? A big fat W, baby. 25-18, 25-21, 26-24, a little bit of a nail-biter. But hey, now we're 9-2 in the GLIAC. That moves Grand Valley to 7-4 in the GLIAC. See you later, Grand Valley. You're not even going to be regular season champions. No uh, chance. Oh, what did you call that again? Sorry, I missed it. A what? A what? What? What did you call it? Uh, what, did I, what did I say? A W? Is that what it was? That's what it was. An absolute clinic of volleyball masterpiece. Okay, I just want to hear you say it twice. Yes, W in the books. This team is in fuego. Played, we played so good. On fire! Played it so solid. I, I don't really know. Like I mean, this wasn't even our cleanest game. This was not our cleanest game. No. And we still had to throttle all the way down. And it was insane. I mean, we had so great as far as just still staying in attack mode, staying in attack mode. And the biggest part of this game, I really believe, not many errors. And that's what has been improving us over and over so far this year. I mean, we only had a combined, I believe, 13 is the number of errors we had. Yeah, compared to 21. 21 for Grand Valley. That tells you the numbers right there. And we did a great job of executing the offense up front. Uh, They threw some curveballs at us, uh, but we were right there, ready. 
pouncing at the opportunity, and we definitely got the job done. Katie O'Connell was the lead, leading points leader at 17. Kira Merkel next with 11. Um, Hannah Duwape at 9. And then right behind, uh, I believe, would have been, it would have been, it would have been, as my Keona computer Salesman now has refreshed. Kiona Salesman, thank you, with 6. Got but you, big dog. Everybody contributed, and that's all that matters. This team is getting wins. We are now... 19 and 4, y'all. Put us in the gosh darn regional rankings already. We're on the regional rankings? We should be. We just beat Hillsdale and we just beat GV. If we're not, this is strictly personal and we're going <laughs> Michael Jordan the rest of the way. I don't care. <laughs> That's that just personal. the way it's going to be. This yeah, is personal. The win sets us up pretty solid for this upcoming weekend. Got Purdue Northwest. Well, we're not even going to be home for the rest of the year. Hopefully, we'll be able to yeah. get a solid seating for the GLIAC. So that way, maybe we'll be back uh, for some play in, uh, what is it? Yeah, Awa Glaben. I was going to say Bulldog Arena, but that's not true. Awa Glaben Arena again. Hopefully, close it out with a, with some good postseason wins. But yeah, Purdue Northwest, Wisconsin Parkside, and Davenport. Last three games of the season, or the regular season, and they'll be all away. So that's going to be a, a tough go of it, but nonetheless, going to have some fun regardless. Yeah. We're not regionally ranked. Come on, I'm. We we know who the who we know who the real dogs are. Okay, I'm, just, I'm getting dogs. salty about that, and I'm not even on the team. Like I feel like everybody. Oh be my salty. gosh, that's ridiculous. The only it's a four, justified only feeling. four losses we've had were to Northern Michigan last year's GLIAC champs. Correct. Michigan Tech, who's Michigan also Tech, top of the GLIAC right now. Who's number two right now behind Wayne State? Come Wayne State is not like number one right now. When and then the other two. Or the or I know the other one earlier in the season was an exhibit where two exhibitions. One was in the tournament in Texas, and then the other one was earlier against Winona State, who's a good team in Minnesota. Those yeah. were both pretty pretty equivalent to exhibitions. So I didn't realize Wayne State was that good at volleyball. Wayne State is very good at volleyball, and we swept them three zero. Yeah, you know, even more evidence. I could keep going, but I'm not going to. When did we, we got play more Wayne sh- State at the start. Huh? We played them, I believe, earlier. I oh, believe, yeah. Okay, I remember. I think it was around After Saginaw Valley. October. Yeah, it was like October. October first, first, second week of October. October, October 9th. 9th. Yes, correct. At their place, by the way. 3-0 sweep. Mm-hmm. I need to stop. This is not healthy. You're just going crazy. <laughs> over there. I mean, I'm amped up, and you know what we're amped up about, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. But when we come back, it's going to get heated. I promise you that. Stay here. Stay with us. The MBSP. If you like hearing me and Brandon go on and on about Ferris Sports, you can thank Anchor.fm for that. Anchor is a perfect place for you to, one, record, distribute, edit your podcast, whatever you want to do. Anchor is going to help you do that. They do a great job of getting your podcast on a whole bunch of different platforms. I think it's like eight or nine or something that they do for our podcast. But, yeah, if you want to go out, make your own podcast, do it yourself, Anchor.fm is a perfect place to start. They helped us get our start, and I'm sure that they can help you as well. And we are back going into the next half of our show. First sure. covering college football. And yes, you know what that means. We know we're going to have to cover this game because you all wanted us to. And we we're going to do it anyway. So it all works out. But What you happened know, in East Lansing? What yeah, happened? It was rough. Not going to lie. Shout out to Michigan State. They played great. They played great. Oh, I, Kenneth I, Walker played great. I can say great. I can say great. Yeah. Kenneth Walker was absolutely... Phenomenal. Insane, 
Five TDs. 197 yards. Yeah, 197 yards. Only reason, why, well, I would say only, but main reason why Michigan State won that game. Yes. Michigan interior Not defense close. absolutely failed us. Uh, you know, our our second there was solid. Came up with a couple of picks, forced a couple a couple rush throws, which ended up in turnovers. But like, our just we need to do something for next weekend because we're not going to be able to win games if our interior defense is like that, especially if we play Penn State and especially if we play Ohio State. It's just not going to be a good thing. Yep. And looking back on this game, um, we didn't, I mean, number one, Kenneth Walker ran over our front seven. That was anytime. Anytime there was five yards of open space for Kenneth Walker, it was going to be a touchdown. Yep, pretty much. And the fact of it is, is he's hard to bring down. And I mean, like he, you brought up in a conversation in a conversation off air of a comparison of Saquon Barkley. Yeah, you could see some similarities there. Not saying full on he is Saquon Barkley, but he definitely has the talent of what Saquon Barkley is able to do of able to shift defenses with his movement. Oh my gosh! Because like anytime he like there was times where he'd be like reading it. Especially that, uh, what was it? I, I don't know if it was the longest run, but it was like a second longest run. It's like somewhere in the second quarter. Uh, the 58-yarder? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He was like sitting in the backfield for like a second and a half when he was just reading what they were being able to do. And then he just bursted through that line and broke through. And that's like that's super impressive. Hated to see it personally, but nonetheless, like game recognized game. Mm-hmm. I don't even have game, but yeah. Yeah, and I mean like the biggest part of this <clears throat> is – um, um really like we just had we had chances and um we settled for field goals a lot and i mean i'm not necessarily saying we should have went for it on some of the downs like yeah we were too far away i get that but i mean just the fact of we need seven not three we need seven not three like that's what we have to do because you know you knew in this game regardless of what the score was i knew this when we were we were still working the fair state game by the way yeah whoever scheduled us to play at one o'clock on a big noon kickoff in michigan michigan state it's a bad idea by the way shout out to wes brennan our event coordinator event operations coordinator for putting in the michigan michigan state reads that was absolutely fun to do upstairs in the production booth not shout out to wes because he didn't get me the free pizza when we got to stop on third down oh man wes Come on, man. Technically, he didn't. He wasn't his to give out, but I told him to pull some strings. But he said <laughs> and he just didn't. Darn, Wes. Didn't you just have it. to. You just have to be the rogue fan next time. And then you might get it. I guess. So. I guess I win state. So. Anyway, back to that. I mean, it was really cool to see the the crowd interactions when those reads kept going off. You get to see the sections of state fans, the sections of Wolverine fans. It was pretty fun. Kept everybody engaged, especially since we were demolishing North Northern at that point. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the biggest part of this game was not the officiating. Stop complaining, Michigan fans. Stop complaining. We That's know true. that it's hard against us. What has changed? We have to still be able to bounce back and still put our foot on the gas. You've been loving that word so far today, bounce back. It's the story of this episode, and frankly, <laughs> since we haven't used it in a while, it might come back in the title. I don't know. <laughs> the fact of it is, I'm so sick and tired of hearing... Oh, it was all officiating. Oh, it was all officiating. Oh, the fish, the rough sucked. We had terrible calls all night. Even if it was so, there were some questionable ones. I'm not going to be oblivious and yeah. say there wasn't. There, there was some bad ones. Well, also, like, the, especially the pass interference that a lot of people were complaining about, if McNamara put those balls, like, anywhere closer, then we would have got the calls. But they were 10 yards overthrown. They weren't going to be catchable. So why on earth would we get the call if even if he got tripped or even when uh, our receivers would get tripped up or banged around, we still want to be able to make the catch because McNamara just didn't have any good placement. He did have some solid throws that were able to give us some oh, touchdowns yeah. and stuff. But that's the one thing is like if you're going to be talking about 
there's a lot of missed calls. You got to look at the root of it. And yeah, there was blatant pass interference, but you're not going to be able to catch a ball when you get past. Like, there's no chance to catch a ball as ten yards overthrown. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, you have that ability as an official to make that judgment call of, hey, like, no DPI if the ball's not in your area. Yeah, and that and, was they made the solid call for it. Yeah, and I mean, this is this is what it comes down to. I'm not saying like I'm I'm hating Michigan fans right now. I'm not. I mean, the reality is we wanted I mean, this I'm game kinda, yeah, I'm so annoyed, bad. Yeah, I'm annoyed and, that we didn't get caught some calls that like. Like the one where uh, up in the middle, I forget our receiver's name who had it, but he got sandwiched between two, between two people, between two Michigan State defenders who ran into each other. He didn't get like absolutely stopped, but the, his right side got pulled aside, and he, if he didn't get hit, then he would be able to make the catch. Yeah, I th- but we didn't get the call. It just comes down to the fact of, to me, you can never. I mean, you can lose a game, quote unquote, by officiating, but you never should have to. Yeah. You never should have to. You should have the resilience to come back, and like the first three, the first two plays, they did a great job of punching us in the mouth. Yeah, and then we burst through with Andrew Anthony for ninety-three yards. That stuff is what we need. Those yeah. big plays. Andrew and you Anthony who, actually you popped off. You know who made too. the big plays? Number nine and Green on the other side. That's who did. Yeah, it was Walker. The fact of it is, we had those chances. And we just didn't have that full resilience. And Michigan State did. And that's really what it came down to doing this game. Yeah, the fumble sucked. Yeah, it was out of his hands. Did we should we have had a touchdown? Sure. Did we still have great position after the punt? Yes. We still had great position after that punt. And the fact is, we still didn't capitalize for a touchdown. We only got three points. Yeah. That stuff right there is what we have to do to be able to make things happen. And we just didn't. Michigan State took us to took it to us in the second half, and we were not able to respond. They outscored us twenty three to ten. When we were up twenty three fourteen at halftime, we played a great first half. We got to put it all together for four quarters. There was some bad play calls. There was some bad officiating calls. We didn't respond to it. And that can go on the coaching staff. One thing. Yes. Yes. Harbaugh was in part of losing this game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And here's the thing about that. Like, especially with the coaching standpoint, that I just get annoyed about is when you put. Uh, I'm blank. JJ McCarthy in, and he has that fu- oh. and he has that little mess up at the end. He has the fumble. Yep. Keep There's going. a lot of people who I like JJ McCarthy, and I think he's a better player than Cade McNamara. Cade McNamara played good on Saturday. I'm not gonna knock him with that. He had a couple overthrows. He had a you know the pick at the end that was blatantly. Go- it was he pulled a Jared Bernhardt right that one. You knew he was gonna go right there, and that I mean that was a great catch too. One handed grab that should be a Sports Center top ten. Anyways. I like McCarthy. I don't like the way that uh, Harbaugh has implemented players or quarterbacks that have the McCarthy skill set, and he goes and he picks the game manager over you know a more pro style quarterback like McCarthy, who can scramble, who can get out of the pocket. If he just implemented McCarthy a couple more times throughout the season, more than what he has been, and been able to have him give more opportunities to win out that starting job and show that like he is a better player than McNamara. Then we would have we wouldn't have had that fumble. I don't think because in that situation, McCarthy has a, I mean a lot of pressure. And you can say like, oh, if he wasn't able to perform there, he's not going to be able to perform the, the next week when he gets a starting job. I disagree. If you were able to put him in a lot more times and been able to actually implement him and give him some more reps in those game situations, that wouldn't have happened. And I think that's the one thing is we're going to waste JJ McCarthy here while Cade McNamara is here while Harbaugh is here. The same thing that happened with Dylan McCaffrey. We wasted him. He then transferred because Harbaugh just wouldn't let him start. 
and Cade McNamara is just going to have the starting job as long as as Harbaugh's here. And any type of game manager, pocket passer type player is going to be the starting job. Yeah, Cade McNamara had a couple scrambles, but like you see guys who are more pocket. You see more of guys who are pocket quarterbacks. Yeah, they can scramble out. But I don't know. I just don't like that Kane McNamara is our quarterback right now because I think McCarthy's a lot better. I think we could do a lot more and be more of a versatile team that can really keep defenses guessing. Because when Kane McNamara is alone in the backfield, or he, you know it's just going to be a pass. If the pocket collapses, he might get two or three yards. But if he has time, if he scrambles, maybe he'll get a couple more. But if not, I don't know. Kane McNamara is not going to be... I don't think he should be our starter. I think McCarthy's way better. Don't knock McCarthy with the fumble. I don't think he... I don't think that's any type of reflection of how he actually played. No. And McNamara played well in this game. One of his best throwing performances all year. Yeah, for that sure. That we've really been looking for. But the fact that it just came in that game was unfortunate. But the reality of the whole the way the game was progressing, McNamara was great. His, I mean, he was 28 of 44, 383, two touchdowns, one interception for those that haven't, didn't watch the game. He was great. He found a lot of great throws. There was times where he tried to make stuff happen. It didn't work. I mean, especially the interception late in the game. Mm-hmm. Double coverage. That was, that was Not readable. a great decision. Not a great decision. But the fact is, the way that this season has turned out, why are you putting JJ in in the final exactly. possessions of the game? Why would you put him in that, why would you put why him in that you situation? If he, sorry, not to, sorry to cut you off. Why would you put him in that situation when he, you have not given him that experience of that situation in a game yet this season? Thank you. You just made my point. I apologize for taking your point, but <laughs> it's not. You're not wrong. Why? Why? Why are you decision. in this spot? If this is how it's gonna, if this is how it's been rolling, why are we changing it now? In the biggest game of the season to this point, and would be the biggest game of the year if we didn't have to go down to the horseshoe. Yeah, that's as simple as it can be. I'm frustrated the fact that we have two great quarterbacks. That sucks because we have to pick one. Yeah, we, yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're automatically playing both for the whole entirety of the game. Yeah. There's a time and a place. And I think there was times where they, when they put Matt, or McCarthy in, it was a great decision. Great decision, yeah. McCarthy brings another element. That's what we were, you were just talking about. Especially with McCaffrey comparisons, I think it's spot on. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's going down this road again, the fact that it's kind of going similar, it's a, it's, we've scares seen it crap already. out of me. We've seen it already. Whenever, it's not right. Whenever Michigan has had... Game type or game manager quarterbacks, we have not been super great. I mean, you can make the exception for when Tom Brady was here, but that was way back when football was about the pocket passer. You didn't have the guys who, you know, were the pro style who could get around like the Lamar Jacksons or something like that. And whenever we have, ever since we, Denard Robinson graduated and went to the NFL, we haven't had a good a good quarterback that was able to put us at a championship level or even just a Big Ten championship level. You know, Wilton Spate. A six eight slow Gumby guy who can't really get out of the pocket, who he could see over, but he still wasn't super great. Uh, McNamara, Milton, who didn't have a solid touch on it, he could rifle the ball at a hundred yards in the air, but no he just didn't have a solid touch. Zero I go touch. on and on, but anytime we have guys who are game managers or are more pocket passer type people, we're not going to be able to win the Big Ten. We're not going to be able to do solid, and we're not going to be able to get the playoffs. Nope. That's what. That's simple as that. And it's just changing how the game is going. 
You need a quarterback who can get out of the pocket. You need a quarterback who can, you know, make a running throw like McCarthy did. You need a quarterback who can get out of the pocket and be able to get you 15 yards on a carry or maybe break up off the sideline and get a big run for a touchdown. But that's not what Cade McNamara's skill set is. That's what J.J. McCarthy's skill set is. So it's kind of the pick and choose, and Harbaugh has been choosing the guy who's not going to be able to make us the to the next level team that we need to be. It, it's tough. I get Cade's the leader. I get Cade's there. It just stinks that we have to make these decisions at these points of the game. Yeah. I'm fine with having both of them. I'm not necessarily saying that How both should be. How long do we have both of them? That's the thing. That's where I was getting to the point where I think we have to. De- we can't go on a two-quarterback system for the, to be successful for the next three years. We can't do that. Because McCarthy has the potential to be an NFL quarterback. Exactly. And, if he re- and I'm sure he's already realized that. And he's, I'm sure he's probably realized that the system right now that he's in is not going to help him get to the next level. So he's going to go to a spot where he can be the guy where he can show out. And it's just a matter of time before he does that. And we're going to be kicking ourselves when he leaves because we just realized, wow, we just lost a really good, talented quarterback just because we didn't really want to change it. And just because when we put him in, it wasn't spots where he wasn't really acclimated to it. That's yeah. one thing. Oh, we should have played him more. No way. Yeah, no. Whoa, really? Crazy. We'll never have guessed that. Yeah, there's a time and a place. This is this is my fi- this is the final point that I'm stapling. I'm not saying Cade McNamara is a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying McCarthy 100% concrete should be the starter. I'm saying there's a time and a place where you, you, you can use both of them. In the long term, you need to make the decision, and you have to stick to it. And there's a the decision-making in that game on when each of them played was wrong. Not Black the entire, luster, especially near the end of the game. Yes. That's all I got to say on it. But anyway, good job for Michigan State. That was a huge win. I mean, especially Rocking at home. To number five. Yeah. Also, the news reporters that came out and that said that Michigan State upset Michigan. Stop it. That's You're not wrong. an upset. That's, That's dumb. not an That's upset. stupid. You can't say that. It's six, it? six against six. eight. That's two. That's not an upset. What are you talking about? It's at Spartan Stadium in East Lansing. An Did upset, you not read? An upset where the would game be was? if Michigan State was like Michigan State. Michigan State was at like 15. Michigan stepped off in the wrong direction. If Michigan State was like fifteen and they beat us, if they're if you're within five Maybe. ranks, if Maybe. you're within five ranks, that's not an upset. Let alone two. Let alone two. At yeah, their place. At their place. When you have college game day, when you have an insane crowd going, that's not, I don't know. That was Michigan State reporters who were saying that? That's what some of the Bleach reporters are saying. Get out of here. Get out of here. That's what I was mad about. That's uh, that's disrespectful. That's not upset, dude. Good night. That's terrible. You're really stretching for an article title there, dude. Upset? You gotta be kidding me. That's terrible. Anyway, other scores around. There was other college football games, by the way, if you didn't know. Um, Ferris won. Hey, that's yeah. the positive out of this whole thing. Ohio State. Uh, Georgia beat Florida in a bloodbath. It started out pretty slow, but Georgia got the win. Stay number one. Cincinnati, your team, Joe. Hey-o. Stays undefeated. Yeah, beat yeah, Tulane. Yeah. Oklahoma won. Yeah. Ohio State beating Penn State. Big game right there. Wisconsin with the upset, actual upset. Big upset. That's an upset. Unranked Wisconsin. Unranked versus Taking down 19 Iowa. Yeah, what a big game. There was some, I think Desmond Howard picked uh, Wisconsin going into there, and I was like, shout out Desmond. Are you serious right now? And he wasn't wrong. Braylon Allen. I might have to to retract my statement from uh, putting uh, his name. I was quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's You're jumping off the bandwagon. Jumping off the bandwagon. All right, it's official. Joe is off the Petrus bandwagon. Yep. I'm so, sure Petrus. I think a lot good. of people are happy, proud of you. 
Thank you. Good job. Not as good as I, <laughs> not I mean, as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ole Miss is beaten, not upset by Auburn, um, thirty-one to twenty. That was a really great game for Auburn, especially mm-hmm. the fact that they've been a little bit on the slopes this year. Um, Matt Corral didn't play his best, and that's what I was kind of hoping out of this game that they could win on the road. Uh, Notre, excuse me, Notre Dame beating North Carolina forty-four to thirty-four. Kentucky. Loses again to Mississippi State, thirty-one to seventeen. Wake Forest keeps rolling. They're the top seed in the ACC right now. Wake Forest, not Clemson, not Wake Clemson. Wake Forest. <laughs> Let that sink in. That's wild. Um, they're now they're now eight and zero thanks to Sam Wake Hartman. Or not ten, but eight. No, that's crazy. Yeah, they're they're wild right now. Shout out to QB one. Woo, that's that's nuts. Jeez, that's uh, Kansas. Getting decimated by Oklahoma State as predicted. Baylor beating Texas. Now Baylor, I believe, is going to play. Uh, o- is it? And they're not playing Oklahoma State. They're playing Oklahoma. Uh, they are playing. I think Oklahoma TCU next. this upcoming Saturday, and then and they play Oklahoma next Saturday. I like Baylor in that game. I'll say. I don't know if they keep Caleb Williams in there. I don't know if they if Baylor will be able to win. I'll take Baylor. I'll call it right now. All right, I'll, I'll take. take I'll take him right now. Uh, Miami upsets Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett's run Hey-o. comes to a short halt thanks to the Hurricanes, thirty-eight to thirty-four. Their uh, freshman quarterback's doing fantastic right now. He was really. The, I mean, Pickett threw for five nineteen, three touchdowns, lost. To Tyler yeah. Van Dyke in his first start, four twenty-six, three TDs. Yeah, because he here's outplayed a, him. Here's he outplayed a, the Heisman number four rated player. Yeah, because I mean Pittsburgh's Ooh. a solid team, but like ACC is a little bit lacking from what yeah. they've been able to have. And I mean having that record and being able to play those guys like all the time, like playing those kind of teams, like yeah, a solid like they're really good. I mean six and one at the time, but now it's just like it kind of shows like. A depleted ACC is not the greatest uh, greatest conference to be in if you want to make a run or if you want to get prepared for those tough teams like that you're going to be facing in the SEC and like Big Ten and stuff like that. Yep. Houston upsetting SMU. They're now in the top 25. Hey, yo, go Cougs, Jumping I guess. Jumping to 20, baby. San Diego State losing to Fresno State, 30-20. to 20. West Virginia losing to Iowa State, 38-31. to 31. Iowa State just, just doesn't seem the same. Doesn't seem not the as, same. Is that a tongue twister or what? Doesn't seem the same. Doesn't seem the same. <laughs> It I mean, got me. Yeah, it got me, so it had to have been pretty I mean, it's decent. just with the S's, I guess. Yeah. Doesn't B- seem the same. Yep. And then BYU whew, put up 66 points against Virginia, who also scored 49, by the way, 35 in the second quarter. Holy crap. What happened? 35. And they were losing. Wait. No, they were winning that's, at halftime. No, I was wrong. They were winning. That's just a situation See, that's that how that much I've no done sense. math at college so far. That's just I just a situation. didn't get that right. I haven't taken a math class since freshman year. I haven't taken a math class in high school, unless business counts. Does I that mean, count? maybe. It's kind of numbers. I don't know. I had to take one for math, like an algebra card or something. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Of. Anyway. Uh, and also, I guess you can mention Coastal Carolina won on Thursday, and the Chanticleers. Go Shants. Go Shants. All right. Now, seven and one. But that's going to be fun to see how Michigan responds, and Michigan State as well. Michigan will be going up against Indiana. Good opportunity for our bounce back game. I like our chances yeah. in that one. I don't know about Michigan State though. They're Ooh. going on to Purdue. I'm going to be at that game. Oh, going and, to Purdue. Uh, you West know, Purdue, uh, Purdue is a pretty solid upset watch team. I'm they saying. are. That's what I'm saying. I mean, beating Iowa. So you know, they didn't beat Notre Dame, which kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. how about the last two weeks of football in the Big Ten? That's just crazy. November twentieth. 
Michigan State plays Ohio State. I believe we do we play Penn State? No. Uh, let me check. I think we do. And then we play gets, them. We played them the last three, the third to last week. Oh darn it! I was about to say that would have been epic. Well, either way, the last three weeks yeah, of college so football, Michigan plays Big Ten football, gonna be crazy. Penn State nah, this weekend, next weekend, then Ohio State plays Michigan State the following weekend, and then. Michigan State plays Penn State, and we play Ohio State the weekend of the 27th, that which I'm also, I might be traveling down to face over for that game, whoa, so whoa. that's going to be interesting, but I'm like, I, I you mean, might get killed. I might, I, I, no, but I mean, we're going to be at the big house, so it's at least oh, a little, said, yeah, big house, Yay. never mind. No, 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 I'm not well, going not to Columbus, tra- I'm not going to the armpit of America, come on now, that's not a great, that's not a great idea. It's just Ohio, um, you know. Yeah, I'm no disrespect to Ohio. Know, oh, it, that, I thought was, it was, that was my Michigan fans still shoe. coming out. I thought it was at the shoe this it's year. It's not at the shoe. It's at the shoe next year. Mm, that's so, going to be tough. Yeah, I would not go to the shoe. But anyway, wrapping up the show. Awesome NFL on tap. And boy, it was a rough week for the Lions, and I'm going to choose to not talk about it. Is that okay? I'd agree with you. All right. We're not going to talk about that game. 44-6. That's all we got to say. Woo. Lost the game. To the Eagles. The three-win you know Eagles. Yeah, that's all we need to say. Uh, Green Bay getting the win against Arizona. Of course, we love to see that as NFC North fans. Thanks, Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron, you're so good. His chin strap meme is going to live on forever, though. That's, <laughs> that's, that's funny. So funny uh, the Jets beat the Bengals. The Jets. Mike White. You are New the QB man. One. New the QB1. New QB1 right there. Oh, my gracious. What a game. Did you catch his post-game press conference? No, Humble I didn't. as is, can be. Really? Oh, Humble my gosh. Humble as can be. How wonderful Great is guy. that? He, he was, was like, he was like, I heard everybody chanting my name, and I was just hoping I wasn't going to like mess up the snap count or something, <laughs> or people were like, you going to be able to figure it out. You deserve it, big fella. And I was like, you're you're a gem. Hey, you One go, in a million. You go 37 to 45 for 405 and three touchdowns? I can I can get whatever you're selling. Oh, that's, yeah, That's some sure. good stuff right there. I mean, he was fantastic. Michael Carter was great. Their receiving core did awesome, and Ty Johnson was a part was a part of that. Yeah, remember old Ty Johnson? Oh yeah. Oh those old those old days. Uh, Tennessee winning thirty four to thirty one over Indianapolis Colts, but in reality, they lost. This is a big loss. Derrick Henry has reportedly out for need surgery. six to ten weeks. Will be out six to ten weeks, making they got- the decision for them to be going with. Jeremy McNichols or signing Adrian Peterson. That's right. Adrian Peterson has been signed by the Tennessee Titans. He will now be traveling with them for this upcoming week, pending how his physicals go and practice goes. I mean, overall, I think if you're finding a guy that most likely resembles him in that offense, meaning Derrick Henry, I think that's the guy. Yeah. I I mean, Adrian Peterson isn't going to be like leading the NFL anymore, but no. he's he's no, definitely no, 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 still no, no, has no, no. like the ability, like obviously way past his prime. It's a scheme but fit. He has yeah a scheme fit, and he's not going to give you the numbers that Derrick Henry was giving you. But nonetheless, if you need a first down, or if you need a a, a guy who's going to put his helmet down and run through the offensive line for you know a two yard score, that's the guy to do it. I think he's a he's a perfect fit for that scheme, and he's going to be able to replicate the the presence, I guess, of. Derrick Henry, not the sort of not the play style, of, or sorry, not the play, but the presence. That's what go. I'm trying to say. There yes. we go. I was getting a little bit mixed up with my words, but no. I like the sign. I like the sign. I like the pickup. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, it fits the scheme. Like I just said, um, they got guys that could change. Um, they can change in speed. They got Darrington Evans. They got mm-hmm. Jeremy McNichols. So they have the ability to use the passing game. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Rams beating the 
Houston Texans 38-22 and making a splash today. This, of course, being at Monday. Um, I believe it was around 12.30 when I got the report in from Adam Schefter. Not personally. I'm not like I have him on speed dial or anything. But they went out and got Von Miller from Denver. What an absolutely huge ad for this football team. Good for Von, honestly. I don't know if he wanted to leave Denver, but like... You know, you're going to a Super Bowl contending team. Got a chance to win another ring. You're going to be joining a defense that's stellar. I think that's a great pickup for him. I think that's a great thing for him. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it's fantastic. I mean, you look at their defense. I mean, up front, you obviously have so much ability there with Ashawn Robinson and Aaron Donald. You're going to get pass rush. Now you have the ability to add Leonard Floyd to the mix with Von Miller. And, and Justin Hollins has played well. And, and then you have Jalen Ramsey, Jordan Fuller. That defense on, is man. so scary. That is un- that might unstoppable. Be, that might be the missing piece, honestly. Yeah, they could be. They were, they, they've struggled a little I bit saw, on the outsides. Yeah, because like, throughout this season, like you, when they've been lacking in games or when they've been losing, or I mean, when they've, yeah, because they lost to the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Uh, That's like their only no. loss. No. I believe it was actually to yeah Cardinals thirty seven twenty. You're right, you're right, yeah. Joe. Check never, me next never time. Doubt, never doubt check it for me a second. next time. I did check it. Anyways, no, never I doubt mean, it for a call second. Call me out on. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Call me out. I was wrong. You were wrong. Anyways, Thank you. but when they lost them, you could definitely tell their defensive with kind of like the secondary stuff was a little bit lacking. But I think this is a good fit for them because yeah, like I said, missing piece here, missing piece. Yeah, I mean, this, I I think it brings another another level to yeah. well, this defense. Has, he has Super Bowl experience, posting experience, being able to be with a, a, a great defense when Denver had that just killer Super Bowl caliber defense oh, yeah. when Peyton Manning was there. That was incredible. They so I killed think Cam Newton and yeah. the Panthers. The he's, going to Panthers. Be able to, he's going to be able to really fit in with a scheme that the, that the Rams have, and that's just going to be a really solid thing for them because it's going to be a really solid thing for me too because I want the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I want Matt Stafford to get a ring and really show people that he's a legit quarterback and he's not just going to, you know, be a guy who is, you know, he's better than average, but he's 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 not great, you know, like a good not great type guy because I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I've said this many times, but regardless. Yeah, I mean, you look at what they have on defensively, and we've noticed like Aaron Donald has five sacks this year. Leonard Floyd has six and a half. We're seeing why the linebackers have had better chance of getting those sacks because you got three defensive linemen on Aaron Donald. Three. Yeah. Somebody's going to be unguarded. Oh, wait, the outside linebackers. So now they're going to have to make a big decision. Yeah. You're going to take out Aaron Donald and let Von Miller run through against the tackle? Or are you going to take it against Von Miller? Now you got to worry about manning up Aaron Donald. That just made that defense and that pass rush scary like Halloween. Because honestly, if you don't have two guys on on Aaron Donald, he's going to be able to break through. Because he's just incredibly strong and incredibly fast and incredibly shifty. And then, yeah, like you said, tossing Von Miller now. That's just I I pray for the quarterback because he's just going to be pressured the whole game and it's just going to be a rough one. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm really excited to see what the Rams do. They gave up their second and their third round pick in exchange. They're not going to have any draft picks. So 
Yeah, but not great. This is the this is the interesting part. They're going they're, for it all, though. They're going for it all in free agency, and they're really changing the game, and it's going to be fun. Um, some other games here: Pittsburgh beating Cleveland, fifteen to ten. Uh, San Francisco beating the Bears, twenty three to twenty two. Turns out the Bears' offense actually looked pretty decent without Matt Nagy calling plays. Yeah, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? You know, no, no. Not me. Uh, Carolina beating Atlanta, nineteen to thirteen. Buffalo beating Miami, twenty six to eleven. New England. Beating the Chargers. Is that an upset? Maybe that one can you can call an upset. That one's kind of... Maybe. Maybe. You're 27 to 24. Anyways, they still got the win. Seattle beating Jacksonville 31 to 10. Denver beating Washington in Von Miller's last game as a Broncos 17 to 10. And New Orleans beating thirty or beating Tampa Bay 36 to 27 despite losing Jameis Winston. They still got the job done. And Cooper Rush got his first win as an NFL quarterback... I guess fire up chips. Maybe. Fire up chips, baby. I guess we can make an honorary exception for that. Maybe. I think it's cool. I've actually <laughs> met him in person, so that's kind of really? that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of sick. I've actually seen him in person. So, um, and they ended up winning against Minnesota, twenty to sixteen. You love it. Backup quarterbacks. Love to see it. Actually, wait for it. Are important in the NFL. <laughs> Who would have thought? Mike White, Cooper Rush, Trevor Simeon. They all got wins. Mm. Whoa, but. Anyway, finishing out with a little bit of trade talk here. Um, going into the trade deadline, which will be Tuesday afternoon, some notable names that you will want to watch. Um, one of them, of course, being Texas quarterback Deshaun Watson. Is he going to be moved? I don't think so. I really don't think so. And the fact is, he's got the lawsuits. He's got all the criminal complaints, the allegations, the investigations. It's hard for a team to pick that up and know they're going to have to carry that with them, especially when it goes with their dynamics and their character of their team. And that's a problem. And I mean, as much as you want Deshaun Watson as a player, and trust me, I know how good he is. Are you willing to take that on? A lot of teams are saying no. And if they are going to say yes, price tag is not going to be big enough. And that's what we've seen so far. But make sure you watch his name. He's already waived his trade clause to Miami, which was reportedly supposed to be the deal that was made. And actually, apparently, there might have been a deal made already with the Dolphins. But apparently, there was some information then that Deshaun Watson made ended up making the decision not to. I don't know if that was personal reasons or agent reasons or money reasons or whatever. But he decided not to go to Miami with that deal possibly being made. But Anyway, you're going to want to see how where he ends up. Some other names I'm going to be watching out for as far as where they're going to go. Deshaun Jackson being one of them. The Rams receiver has already reported that he wants out of L.A., and I believe that it truly is due to lack of volume. And it's hard in that offense when you got Cooper Cup going ballistic, putting up Megatron-type numbers. Yeah, he's in that conversation right now. That's how good he's been. One of the most touchdowns in eight games in a season since him. That's what Cooper Cup's done right now. And then you got Robert Woods, Von Jefferson. It's hard to get touches in that offense. And Tyler Higby. So the hard thing is they just don't need him. And another team could definitely need him. I mean, you look at some of the teams that might be able to take him. Uh, I mean, the Lions, maybe. I don't know. We could need all the help we can get at receiver. But I think there's some other teams that might be able to utilize him more uh, as a burner threat. Um, I think you could definitely put some teams in there that don't necessarily have the best offense. I mean, maybe you could see the Saints, but the Saints already have Deontay Harris and Trey Cohen Smith, and I see them really as those guys. And Callaway really has the possession ability to take those 50-50 balls. So they really don't need him there. Uh, I think there's some 
there might be some other spots you could throw him in there. Maybe a team that needs a little bit of an extra boost as far as offense is concerned. Maybe you throw him into a place maybe like New England. I don't really know. But it'll be interesting to see where he ends up anyway. Um, another name that popped up I was very intrigued on hearing was Melvin Ingram, um, the Steelers' outside linebacker, signed in July to end up taking the spot of Bud Dupree, who left and when he would go to Tennessee. And, I mean, he hasn't been playing that much over the last couple of weeks. And the fact of him not playing definitely can concern you as far as him being fo- moving forward as a Steeler. So I think there's some argument that he might get traded here, and there's some defenses that could use an outside linebacker. <coughs> Chiefs could certainly use him. Not saying that's where he will go, but that certainly could be a place that they might consider him uh, to him to go. So he'll be a name to watch out for. Maybe he'll go back to the Chargers. I I mean I don't know. I don't know how that situation is, but I know he's apparently requested a trade already. So that's going to have to be made here soon. Um, so that's going to be one interesting. The one that I. Like, I know I keep saying the one, the one of this, the one of that, but really one that I want to see happen is Marcus May get out of New York. And that's no disrespect to the Jets. I think Robert Sala is doing a great job with that team. I think they're moving in the, the right direction, I would say. Uh, maybe not necessarily at quarterback. I mean, Zach Wilson's been okay, but I mean, yeah, it's a rookie slump, so I'm not going to make that judgment already. But the fact is, the Jets haven't been great. May's on a franchise tag. He hasn't been as good this year. I think the biggest thing is, does he is is he going to be the guy that you're going to want to keep on that team year round? I could say yes, but is he going to be a piece that you can get a lot of capital with? That's what I really think is that if they move him, they're going to get a lot back, and some teams are going to be getting a huge boost at safety. I mean that that could just make the team. I mean if you pair if you paired him in Arizona with Buda Baker, holy cow, that team looks. Insane. One of them's going to have to play free, though. Um, so those are going to be some names you can watch. Marlon Mack is in there as well. I mean, some teams now are going to be needing running backs with the Henry injury and a lot of these running back injuries that have been sustained by some teams. Allen Robinson, come to Detroit, man. We could use you. I know you're a bear, but we can treat you better than they're treating you right now with that whole field situation. So I would like to see that, but I don't know if it's really possible just because of his contract, and I think that he wants to play for a winner. I don't think he wants to play for a team that stinks. So that's just that. Lions haven't been doing very good. Should the Lions make a move at the deadline? Honestly, at this point, why not? I don't know what necessarily it could be. It could be trading for a team's practice player. It doesn't even really matter to me, but hey, something wants to make this football team better. Sure. I don't really care at this point. Just because it's hard to really visualize the fact that we have lost eight games. And it's hard to say what's wrong because there's a lot of things wrong. But anyway, some moves that have already been made here really quick. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Um, I think there's um, been a confirmation, I should say. Confirmation is the word um, that I was looking for there. Um, that the Texans are keeping Watson over the line. I know I just said that he might be traded, but I think that's the. I think that truly is the that what's going to happen. 
Um, and we've already seen a trade with uh, Saints. Mark Ingram was traded by the Texans and um, going bringing him back to New Orleans. And he actually played in yesterday's game against Tampa Bay in their win. So that's honestly a good one. Um, the Broncos uh, brought in Stephen Weatherly from the Vikings. Um, you probably won't heard of that one. I believe that one was for a seventh and or two seventh round picks going to the Vikings. Um, so, or excuse me, they got. Um, Denver got Weatherly from the Broncos, and that pretty much you could already see was to complement the move for moving Von Miller. But going to be interesting to see some of those names at the deadline, and you never know. There's a lot of quarterbacks that might need some bumpage. I don't know who that might be, but the deadline always brings question marks. Nick Foles, is he going to stay in Chicago? I mean, Allen Robinson, is he going to stay in Chicago? What are some other moves that can be made? Zayvon Howard's been kind of stinking, or not stinking it up in Miami, but Miami's stinking it up for him. So there's a lot of moves that could be made, and there's a lot of ability to bring in guys, and there's certainly going to be some teams that are going to be on fire sale mode as this season reaches the midway point. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate your listen, and make sure, if you like the show, Hit the subscribe or follow button, whatever podcast platform you are on, to make sure you get all of our new episodes every week, twice a week, usually every Tuesday, Thursday at 7 a.m. And make sure you follow us on social media, on Twitter, and at in, on Instagram, at the MVSP. I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm so excited. And make sure that you follow us on our stories, on our tweets. You can get all the news on Ferris State Athletics and more, including results, recaps, and more. And you can follow them to make sure that you don't miss a beat on what we're going to cover in the week. And if you want something specific covered, hey, follow us on Instagram and follow our stories because we ask you guys what you want to hear, and we usually give it to you. We usually do a pretty good job of giving you what you want to hear. So make sure that you put in your input so you can get your best content to hear from us on the show. So make sure you guys do that. We appreciate your view. And from Joe, we'll see you guys later. And take care, everybody. 